0: Welcome back to The Vine Church Podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at The Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. If you're in the UK this morning, it's, uh, it's quite a dusty white uh, morning out there. I uh, want to be careful uh, walking, but uh, it's beautiful as well. Uh, we're going to continue looking in 1 Thessalonians, and I'm going to read verse uh, chapter 2, verse 17 and 18 to you. The astute amongst you will notice that I'm missing out uh, a couple of verses before that, which uh, I haven't covered. And so that's because I'm going to do a theme tomorrow that will cover those ones. So we am going to look right now at verses 17 and 18. Uh, But brothers, when we were torn away from you for a short time in person, not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you, for we wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan stopped us. So those are the verses now um yesterday uh was the fifth anniversary of my father's death uh and uh so it's quite a poignant day for me and uh my mum and i walked up to the um graveside and put some flowers there and just had a nice walk which was lovely just to remember him and quite a lot of chat on the family group about our memories of him which has been um nice to do but obviously also uh, you feel the loss. One of the things, of course, when you lose someone is the thought that you're just never going to be able to hear from them or say anything to them again. They're never going to be able to see your progress. Um, there's there's just no opportunity again to do that. And that that really kind of hurts, doesn't it? Um, now, in this verse here, we see that the Apostle Paul is hurting. In fact, I would suggest to you that there's an element of grief that he is experiencing because he says in verse 17 that he was torn away from the Thessalonians torn away that word a torn away there is a and from it we get the word orphan um, a apor, orphan so orphan is in the middle of that word and what paul is saying here is that he was orphaned from them he was torn away from them he was orphaned from these new baby christians who he had spiritually given birth to through his preaching we remember how the jews had rounded up a mob from the synagogue and hounded him out of town and so he'd been forced to leave And what we see here is Paul's pastoral heart for these people. We've already seen in chapter one and verse seven that he regarded them as his children and he was like a mother to them, that he loved them, that he cared for them, that he shared his very life with them. And uh, we saw in verses one, chapter one, verse 11, that he dealt with them as a father deals with his very own children uh it's like he, the way that a father would deal with his own children as far as he was concerned they were like his own children and therefore when he was torn away from them it was like he lost his kids he was orphaned from his children and that was painful he felt the pain of that for paul this wasn't just you know a church these were people who he loved and he cared for and deeply uh, missed because they had prematurely been taken from him or he had been taken from them. You know, it's the worst thing when you're a parent and you, you lose your child temporarily. It's it's an awful experience. And that's, this is what happened with Paul. And grief is a real thing, isn't it? When we lose something, we go through various stages of grief and um, it, it, we feel the loss. There's an emptiness and there's a numbness that we can feel because of it. Only yesterday, I was, I was actually thinking of the time when I had planted a church in Basingstoke. Uh, and um, we then felt God calling us back to be here in Odium and in Fleet's. Uh, and so we left the congregation in Basingstoke no acrimony a uh, lot of love but uh, actually it it really hurts i mean literally to the point where i couldn't drive into Basingstoke I avoided driving in because that skyline that I saw as I drove in just hurt too much to see it Uh, and I literally for several months you know when I went in there's a real sense of loss these dear people these wonderful people who you've grown to love you've invested in and you're torn away from them Uh, and and Paul felt that and of course uh, found love again back in odium and fleet and a new vision for here which is uh, what we live for but actually you we do go through these stages and bishop lightfoot puts it like this he says that they were bereaved paul was bereaved and that word "orphaned" there can have a general sense of the loss of any friend or relation and loss takes its toll we need to understand i would say that we are experiencing loss at the moment i would say that for all of us there are elements of loss that we're experiencing and we need to take account of that we were talking to you know Joshua uh, uh this week and you know it's 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 Evangeline's birthday today her first birthday happy birthday Evangeline and you know it really hurts that you can't just be with all your family have that party there's loss there which is very real uh, and uh for all of us we can experience that in different ways and I think it's perfectly appropriate that we do realize that that's going to have an effect on us that's going to cause us to experience certain emotions and and have a certain uh, thing and that's that's perfectly normal it's perfectly human in fact with paul we find that it was frustrated further by the fact that he couldn't see them again for a while in verses 17 and 18 he says that out of an intense longing there's an intense longing we went, we made every effort to see you and we wanted to come to you. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan stopped us. So he says, again, and again, I tried to come back and see you. Now, tomorrow we're going to look at what stopped Paul. And it's going to be really interesting to look at the causes. But for now, we note that Paul did try again and again to go back to them. And he was thwarted. He was frustrated. He made his plans and then, oh, no another reason another lockdown i can't oh i thought i was going to be able to no again not being able to and so there's this frustration that prevents him there's this roadblock that is impassable for him so that he can't get back to be with them and i think we should in a way be encouraged that the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, felt thwarted and frustrated. By the way, just note he says, you know, certainly I did. And it's not like he's saying, you know, well, Silas, well, and and uh Timothy, well, they didn't want to, but I certainly did want to see you. No, he's not saying that. What he's saying is, you know, we all did, but but most certainly no one can doubt that I didn't want to come back to be with you. There's no question that I was longing to be with you. The greater apostle Paul who has a hotline to heaven who's heard the gospel who had a vision of Jesus nevertheless he doesn't always understand what's going on he gets frustrated he finds life is frustrating and thwarted and and he makes his plans and he thinks oh yeah this is what's going to happen and then suddenly it changes again that's what happened to Paul that's what happens to us We have to be agile. We have to be willing for change. We have to cope with uncertainty. Paul is going to live with the fact that he's not getting any news from them. He doesn't know how they're getting on as well. He's feeling the anxiety of that as well. And so I think we, too, should understand that even Paul was human. God understands that we're human. God understands what we like. But as I finish, we must just see this. What did Paul do? Now, listen, folks, really carefully, because Paul didn't have a pity party. He didn't allow himself to be a victim. It's so important that we don't sit there and make ourselves into victims of our circumstances, whilst we take account of what's happening to us, what Paul does is he does what he can do. He takes control of what he can take control of. And what is that? Well, he writes a letter to them. And in the sovereignty of God, of course, we see that God was working for good in this situation, because we get this letter, thanks to the situation that Paul was in. God is at work, but Paul does what he can do. And God uses that. He prays for them. He prays that he be able to see them again he does that we can do those things as well so do what you can do take control of what you can take control of and then God will do the rest let's pray Lord we thank you that uh, you are sovereign even though we feel the uncertainty of life Uh, Lord I pray for all my friends brothers and sisters this morning and today that Lord they would understand that yes there is real loss there is real uncertainty there is real frustration and that's normal and Lord you understand what we're feeling like. You're a great high priest who sympathises with our weakness. I ask you that you would help us to know your comfort, your encouragement, but also that you would help us to do what we can do, to take control of that which we can take control of, not to be victims, but Lord God, to find grace in our time of need. Lord, I ask you for this, that you would enable us to know today, what should I do? What can I do that's productive and useful and helpful today? Lord, I ask you that you would help us to find you and to find what you want us to do in the midst of all the uncertainty we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.